As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am your father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. Here's Johnny. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry. I'm the king of the world. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're hunting vampires with Netflix's. Day shift. Vampire hunting is a business. Cut next and cash your checks. Well, things have changed since you got your ass kicked out the union. If I don't come up with 10K, my wife and my daughter are gonna move to Florida. Hi, Dad. You're late again. And the union is the only place that could give me that kind of money. Your record is chock full of incidents. But he's a new man. One last chance. This is your final warning. Let's get cracking. Oh, oh no! A hard-working blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted 10-year-old daughter. His mundane San Fernando Valley pool-cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. Written by the team of Tyler Tice and Shea Hatton and directed by J.J. Perry, Day Shift stars Jamie Foxx as Bud Jablonski, Dave Franco as Seth, Natasha Liu Bordizo as Heather, Megan Good as Jocelyn Jablonski, Carla Souza as Audrey San Fernando, and features Steve Howey, Scott Adkins, Oliver Masucci, Snoop Dogg, Eric Lang, Peter Stormare, and Zion Broadnax. Now, vampire movies can be a ton of fun, so just think about one where Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg are playing vampire hunters. Day Shift is a ridiculous, goofy, silly movie with a wonderfully nostalgic West Coast soundtrack. Story-wise, there are more holes than Swiss cheese, and while there are a ton of really fun Easter eggs in this movie, this is by far not a perfect film. Fun, yes perfect no. Acting-wise, it's a little rocky depending on the actor and, of course, the scene. And while the actors certainly seem like they're having fun, it's actually the dialogue that is downright atrocious. I wouldn't say anybody was a bad actor, but some definitely mailed it in. Action-wise, though, is where this movie really does shine. Utilizing a combination of CGI and incredibly flexible stunt peoples, the longer fight scenes are a lot of fun to watch. The shorter the fight scene is, though, those are a bit of a dog's breakfast. But the action overall was done pretty well. At the end of the day, Shift, we're talking about a Netflix movie that has a runtime of 113 minutes. And in my professional opinion, it never really felt like a chore. I've definitely paid and left my house to watch worse movies. Is Day Shift worth a watch? Yeah, you're at home. It has Snoop Dogg and features a ton of late 90s and early 2000s California rap. Enjoy. I give Day Shift a B. Well, it's almost back to school season, so it's time to look great. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some casting. Warner Brothers, the studio behind the upcoming Barbie movie, are already set to reunite its two stars. It's being reported that Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie are both set to work together again for a new entry in the Ocean's Eleven franchise. This entry is planned to be a prequel to the 2001 All-Star George Clooney remake, and details on the plot are not yet known, but it was announced earlier that Robbie was already attached to the project, with Austin Powers director Jay Roach at the helm. With the rumor of Gosling's casting, it's likely that he will be playing the titular role of Danny Ocean. Deadline is reporting that Cobra Kai creators John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Held are developing a spin-off of Ferris Bueller's Day Off for Paramount Pictures. The spin-off is titled Sam and Victor's Day Off and will follow the same-day adventures of the titular valets who took the Ferrari on a joyride in the 1986 John Hughes film. The original roles were played by Richard Edson and Larry Flash Jenkins, but the characters weren't given names at the time. Sony has announced a new project upcoming from their PlayStation Studios, which is based on the video game Days Gone. Days Gone is an open-world action-adventure game set in a harsh wilderness two years after a devastating global pandemic. Players assume the role of Deacon St. John, a drifter and bounty hunter who rides the broken road fighting to survive while searching for a reason to live. According to Deadline, Outlander's Sam Hewen is set to star as Deacon St. John, while Oscar-nominated writer Sheldon Turner will be penning the screenplay. It's expected right now that Turner's script will pay tribute to classic motorcycle movies like The Wild One and Easy Rider. Producer Jerry Bruckheimer, who's still out promoting Top Gun Maverick, was sitting down with ComicBook.com when he was asked about an upcoming National Treasure 3 film with Nicolas Cage returning. During the interview, Bruckheimer said, quote, Let's hope. We're working on the script right now. Hopefully Nick likes it, but it's really good, so I think we'll get it to him shortly. Last summer, during a Q&A regarding his film The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Nicolas Cage was asked about the possible third entry and didn't seem very confident about it, saying, quote, No, the priority was to turn it into a TV show, so I would say probably not. I will keep you posted as this develops. Meanwhile, in Middle Earth, Deadline is reporting that the company Middle Earth Enterprises, which is in charge of the whole Lord of the Rings world, has now been purchased by the Swedish video game company Embracer Group. The company had acquired several direct subsidiaries, including the gaming publisher THQ and Dark Horse Comics. This recent purchase allows the company to oversee movies, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage production rights related to the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit franchises, as well as any other Middle Earth-related books that are authorized by the Token Estate and HarperCollins. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is releasing shortly on Amazon Prime, while there's also an animated movie from Warner Brothers set to be released in 2024, currently titled The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim, as well as an EA mobile game called The Lord of the Rings, Heroes of Middle-Earth. After a few years of erratic behavior, actor Ezra Miller has finally broken their silence and issued a statement and an apology. It was recently reported that Warner Brothers was considering three options for The Flash, which features Miller as the main hero and in multiple universe roles. Warner Brothers would either limit Ezra's promotional appearances along with Miller seeking professional help, cut Miller out of promotion entirely and recast The Flash in future films, or just scrap the movie entirely. Well, it appears after a few days of waiting, Miller has decided to cooperate with Warner's on the first option. A rep for Ezra has issued a statement from the Flash star to Variety saying, quote, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I'm suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. Sony Pictures has announced that they will be re-releasing Spider-Man No Way Home into theaters in an extended version. As revealed by Fandango, the title of 
the film is getting a slight change as well. Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version, will feature 11 minutes of new footage and will hit theaters on September 2nd. While promoting his latest film, Beast, Idris Elba was asked about his potential on taking the mantle of 007. Elba stated that he has zero opinion on who plays James Bond next. I think it could be a really well cast, and I look forward to whoever gets it. When I look in the mirror, I don't see James Bond. Elba, who is 49, has likely aged out of the role, and odds are now skewering towards a younger James Bond, with names like Henry Cavill and Tom Hardy taking the lead. The oldest Bond debut was Roger Moore, who was 46 in Live and Let Die, while the most recent Bond, Daniel Craig, was 53 during his last outing. Moving to the small screen, actor Aaron Paul has confirmed that his cameo in Better Call Saul's season finale is the last time that we're going to see Jesse Pinkman. He said, quote, it's kind of like reconnecting with a very familiar friend. You can be away from that friend for some time, but when you're back in each other's company, it's like no time has passed. We all know our characters so well, having played them for years, it's so it felt good. I love Pinkman. He will always have a special place inside of me, but I can confidently say that Better Call Saul was the last time we're going to see Pinkman, so it was a nice farewell. Peacock has announced that the upcoming John Wick prequel series titled The Continental, which is releasing in 2023, will now fall under a multi-year deal for the highly anticipated three-part special event based on the fan-favorite franchise. The Continental will explore the origin story and inner workings of the exclusive Continental Hotel, a centerpiece of the John Wick universe, which serves as refuge for assassins. Over at Netflix, it was announced that Rory Culkin, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, and Salma Hayek have all signed on to join the cast of Black Mirror Season 6. Once again, no details have been shared about the characters they'll be playing or the episodes they'll be appearing in. They join a cast comprised of Zazie Beetz, Josh Hartnett, Aaron Paul, Papa Sidu, Danny Ramirez, Clara Rugard, Auden Thornton, and Ajana Vassan. Created and written by Charlie Brooker, who executive produces the show with Annabelle Jones, Black Mirror is an anthology series that taps into our collective unease with the modern world, with each standalone episode a sharp, suspenseful tale exploring themes of contemporary techno-paranoia, leading to an unforgettable and sometimes unsettling conclusion. Without questioning it, technology has transformed all aspects of our lives, in every home, on every desk, in every palm, a plasma screen, a monitor, a smartphone, a black mirror, reflecting our 21st century existence back at us. And finally, we end on the news that Deadline is reporting the first-ever Jumanji theme park will open for business business next year's at the Chessington World of Adventures Resort in Chessington, United Kingdom. The project, which is worth $20.5 million, is a collaboration between Columbia Pictures' location-based entertainment and Merlin Entertainments. It's said to be a world-first experience, which will encompass the adventures from all of the Jumanji movies. More details will be revealed as time goes on, but a piece of concept art shows the entrance portal to the world of Jumanji, which featured an overgrown jungle and a 55-foot-tall jaguar shrine. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, that's what I love about LA, all the damn vampires. Vampires.